Hello there. Okay. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Wednesday, another Wednesday wisdom with me, Devin. And I am so excited to be here with you today and to get into talking about what high sensitivity is and what it is not. All right. So we're going to talk about what it is and what it is not. We'll define some things, shed light on some things, uh, debunk some myths, and I'll share some, some helpful tips at the end, specifically to support the needs of the sensitive system. So let me know that you are here. You can ask any questions that you have along the way. If you're catching the replay, you can also do the same thing. Um, so yeah, I think it's really important to, to just keep in mind that, you know, highly sensitive people are not like most everyone else. And so we need to do things a little differently in order to thrive because otherwise it is this thing that is very misunderstood and then therefore not properly managed. And rather than being a great source of power, it becomes a source of shame and exhaustion and overwhelm and even health, health troubles for sure. So let's get into it. For those of you that don't know me, I am Devin and I am an integrative health expert and teacher, an Ayurvedic health advisor and a holistic life coach and the founder of the Inner Spark Method. And I teach sensitive, deep feeling women how to understand and manage and embrace their sensitivity so that it can be used as the superpower that it really is meant to be in their lives rather than being a source of shame and frustration and overwhelm and something that's like wrong with them. Yeah. Okay. So that's who I am. That's the lens I'm coming from. Let's, let's just get into it. Right. Long preamble today. So what is high sensitivity? Let's start there. What is high sensitivity? And my ring light is doing something very, very special today. It's just kind of like doing its own thing. So we're going to roll with that. High sensitivity is a trait. And the term was actually coined by Dr. Elaine Aaron back in the 90s. However, that's not when, you know, the first highly sensitive person was born. No, the highly sensitive people have been around as long as humans have been around and have had a very important and special part in, in our evolution. And, you know, have been the ones kind of like um, keeping us alive and, and asking, you know, if things are good ideas, really seeing and perceiving and being like 10 steps ahead. I'm sure that you also do that in, in your own life, in your own uh, circle of family and friends and loved ones. So this is a trait that affects only about 15 to 20% of the population. It's a very small sliver and is really marked by just a, a nervous system, an entire um, body, a whole system that is just built completely differently from the rest of the populations. So higher sensory uh, perception um, and more, more sensitive senses of of sound and sight and smell and taste and touch and, and intuition as well, that, that sixth sense. Because when we're really seeing and perceiving and, and taking in so much, 
we're naturally kind of cataloging and analyzing and like there's there's a lot happening and so that makes our intuition the, those those gut feelings more um spot on and more frequent because there's there's such a depth of of processing taking place and you know we we could talk about this for forever but just some of the kind of key benefits of of being a highly sensitive person are an increased um, empathy and an emotional intelligence. So deeper connections with others and an ability to, to read and sense emotions, often reading um, what's beneath the surface, what's, what's not being said, right? Is often louder than what's being said. So we, we pick up on those things. Another benefit is a strong intuition and, and high creativity. So enhanced problem solving and, and ability to um, express things in a way that others might not be able to across a uh, different, different medium. And of course, richer sensory experiences. Like I said, there's, there's, there's uh, more tuned senses that can really perceive and appreciate the more subtle realms, the more um, kind of abstract parts of, of life, nature, art, music. And so from an integrative health and an Ayurvedic perspective, high sensitivity is both innate, meaning that we are born this way, and it can also come on in, in more pronounced and overt ways where it starts to feel problematic throughout life, especially when we're not understanding it and we're not managing it properly. Additionally, um, when there's been a history of, of prolonged stress and or trauma, this will certainly increase that, that, that aspect of us tremendously, whether or not we are innately just kind of born with that trait of high sensitivity or not, because every single human is, is sensitive, is highly sensitive. It's just kind of like, to what degree, what degree do we have that, that, um, that makeup and, 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 and to what capacity is our system built to, to really be that little antenna, to be that, that, that subtle uh, feeler and perceiver and reader of, of the world around them. And so stress and trauma, like I said, will, will increase that ability in, in everyone, everyone, and they compound over time, especially when these things haven't been addressed or processed and it wreaks havoc on the system and increases that sensitivity. So if you're somebody that was already innately born in a highly sensitive system, you're going to respond to stress and trauma and the ways that they compound. And especially if you're not managing and understanding your high sensitivity, it's going to make everything feel much more intense much more intense. And so I'm getting ahead of myself with the myths that we're going to talk about, but this, this could make us think and feel like, well, then highly sensitive people are just weak. That's, that's what that means, right? They're fragile. They're weak. They can't handle uh, stress. They can't handle life's challenges. And that's not true. That's absolutely not true. They were, they, they started out in a system. They were born in this system, right? And this system is a highly sensitive system. It has a deeper capacity for, for feeling and for sensing, right? There's more of, from, from an Ayurvedic perspective, more of the air and ether elements in this person. And so naturally as life and stress and trauma 
come and compound, they already have like a bunch of this air and ether, right? If we can think of everyone as like a little pie with their own pieces, guess what? Stress and trauma naturally have more of that, that air and ether element. We're going to pile it on. This person maybe was born with less of it. You can see, see where I'm going. It's going to increase it over here. So high sensitivity impacts the entire system, body, emotions, and energy, um, our mind, our sense of connection with, with spirit and with nature. And of course, our, our relationships, our relationships as well. Let's talk about what high sensitivity is not. I kind of started to go there. And so myth one that, that I've heard a lot is that high sensitivity is like a disorder or a weakness. And that's not true. It's, it's a genetic trait that allows for deeper processing and awareness, which when understood and managed is an incredibly valuable gift and asset. And again, going back to a more integrative health and Ayurvedic perspective, it is a person that has more of the air and ether element in them. If we look at it um, also genetically and maybe more from, from a integrative health perspective, if, if you're born with this system, we could maybe go back and look at, at some ancestral genetic component where maybe there is a long, um, or not even long, just, just a, a lineage, a history of, of stress and trauma that perhaps brought more of that, that kind of expansive, ungrounded energy into the people who made the people who made the people who made you. And so it came down the line, right? Like we don't, we don't fully know. Maybe one day we'll all get to peek behind the curtain and, and know all the answers to all the things. So another myth is that highly sensitive people are overly emotional and fragile. And again, not true. They are more emotionally attuned and can channel emotions very productively, meaning that they're able to like really be aware of what's happening in their inner worlds. Do you have this experience? Just like really aware of what you're feeling and what's happening for you and everyone else around you at any given time. And so there's this ability when we can really stabilize ourselves and appreciate this ability to receive a lot of wisdom and guidance from, from this deep well of, of our rich inner landscape. And so our sensitivity makes us more in touch with our emotions. That doesn't mean that we're fragile. It means that we feel. It means that we're alive, right? To be sensitive is to sense, period. That's what that means. So to be highly sensitive is to be highly sensing. And there's this rich, rich inner world. It's like, you know, almost, I imagine, like, uh, being on some type of, of, of like psychedelic, right? And like seeing and, and feeling and sensing all, all of the things that most other people aren't able to. And the third myth is that sensitivity is the same as introversion. And while many highly sensitive people are actually introverted, myself included, are you introverted or extroverted? Um, some are extroverted. And so sensitivity is, is, a, is a whole separate thing. So you can be super extroverted and highly sensitive. You can be super introverted and highly sensitive and wherever else along that spectrum, two different traits. And so 
some of the, the, the common challenges. I'm just realizing how much I wanted to talk about today. And I think we can turn this into multiple talks. So some of the challenges that sensitive folks face when their high sensitivity is not understood and therefore mismanaged because we can't really properly care for and manage something that we don't understand. And so that's when high sensitivity, high sensitivity feels like a problem, when it feels like it is the source of overwhelm and frustration and shame and like there's just something wrong with us because we're comparing ourselves to people around us. Like, why, why do I cry so easily? Why do I feel everything? Um, there's this lack of understanding about this part of ourselves, where it actually came from, what it actually means, what it actually needs. And so then we're not managing and caring for it properly. And so some of those things are, um, you know, feeling emotionally drained more easily than others around you by social events or sensory assaulting environments, struggling to set boundaries and prioritize self-care, um, feeling overwhelmed in, in crowds, experiencing heightened awareness of those subtle details, which can quickly lead to overstimulation and overanalysis because it's just a lot of sensory input. And uh, struggling with change or unpredictability right? Finding comfort in, in routines and familiar, familiar surroundings. So those are just some of the challenges just to kind of get you to start kind of questioning and observing yourself. Like when we talked about this in, in, in the Facebook group and, and in my experience working with a lot of people is they're like, I don't know if I'm highly sensitive. I don't know what that means. And I think there's, there's so much shame still around sensitivity because it's not, it's not prided in our culture. It is, it's seen as, as something that's wrong or bad, weak. And it's also been, been weaponized against us, right? Don't be so sensitive. You're being so sensitive. Oh, you're taking things personally. Oh, you're crying again. You're so sensitive as like, it's like a, oh, like a bad thing. Like when I hear that, I actually hear like, oh, you're alive, right? Like, oh, you, you feel things oh, you're in a body that, that can perceive the world. It's like, do you hear yourself? What you're actually saying to this person is like, you're uncomfortable by their experience. It has nothing to do with them, right? Anyway, so when we can come to really understand ourselves, we can show up for the needs of our high sensitivity authentically, playfully, really enjoy this, this wonderful um, system that we're in that is so different from most everyone else's. And so if it is a system whose sensitivity is higher because of the compounding stress and trauma that we talked about, that can be um, addressed, that can begin to find healing and grounding. And so then this, this sensitivity gets to become the superpower that it's actually intended to be. Because in my opinion, for what it's worth, highly sensitive people are freaking special and rare and are needed now more than ever, more than ever. 
So I really invite you to focus on building resilience by creating daily habits that are actually supportive of the highly sensitive system, letting go of whatever normal mainstream advice is out there for how self-care or any of, or, or even just like a daily lifestyle should look because most of it is nonsense and BS and actually not helpful, right? Like doing more and living against your nature and nature's rhythms. So focus on building an authentic, playful daily habit, daily rhythm that's aligned with nature to stay grounded and healthy. And I invite you also to, to really prioritize self-care and, and, and this, this sensorial digestion that we talked about last week and to create a supportive environment in your relationships, in your work. So that's what we've talked about today. I've shed some light on what sensitivity is and what it is not, as well as some, some challenges that highly sensitive folks face when they're not understanding their high sensitivity and therefore not managing it. And we talked about how high sensitivity is this trait and also all people are highly sensitive and have that capacity. And sensitivity starts to feel like this problem, this, this kind of um, unruly thing that's taking off on a life of its own and kind of creating a situation where we feel like it's unmanageable, most likely out of a response to compounding stress and trauma over time. And so again, when we, it, it all comes back to understanding what's happening. And in my experience, the best way that really changed my life in, in doing that, really understanding this trait and understanding what's happening, especially through the lens of trauma and stress was looking at high sensitivity through an integrative health and an Ayurvedic perspective to really understand that it's this, this like expansive, subtle energy, right? That air and ether that we talked about. So what's your experience with high sensitivity? I'm really genuinely curious. What is your experience with feeling overstimulated? How do you experience the world around you? And do you feel like high sensitivity is more like a burden, more like a curse than a gift? So let's, let's talk about it. Share with me. Let's get, let's keep this conversation going. I am so incredibly passionate about all of this, about high sensitivity, about the compounding effects of stress and trauma and empowering us all to get back to a place where this, this innate human trait to whatever degree it is, whether it's, it's the true trait of high sensitivity or just, you know, being an empathic decent, good human. Um, that's what we need. We need it. We need it. We need it more than ever. That's what I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And, um, if you're ready to go, to go deeper into learning how to understand and manage and ultimately embrace the gifts of your sensitivity, then I invite you to come check out the inner spark method. Um, my signature program, my baby. You can learn more at theinnersparkmethod.com. And of course, reach out to me. I'm always happy to answer any questions. All right. Thank you so much. Enjoy, enjoy your day and let your high sensitivity fly free. <laughs>